My name is A.B. Ridgeway. I'm the host of Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things in My Mom's Favorite Christian Financial Advisor. Today, brothers and sisters, we're going to talk about something that no one talks about and is the key to a successful financial plan. Account titling. I know it sounds very simple, but it is the number one cause of financial plans failing and the root of most fighting after someone dies. The titling of investment accounts is a legal issue when it comes to account ownership. Therefore, account titling can supersede estate planning documents, including trust and your last will and testament. You can have an elaborate plan, but the proper asset allocation, the, the growth of your account is amazing. You have all of your life insurance documents in order, and you've even drafted your estate plan. But if you don't have the right account titling, you're basically throwing it all down the drain. If you don't have your account titling correct, the transfer of money will not go the way that you expect. So here are some key terms you need to understand to even get started. One is beneficiary. A beneficiary is actually a person or an entity who is designated to receive the benefits of property owned by someone else. Beneficiaries often receive these benefits as part of an inheritance. So when someone passes, this will be the person that will inherit that portion of the account. Now, the next term is contingent beneficiary. Just like the beneficiary, this is the individual or group of individuals that will receive the inheritance if the primary beneficiary is deceased or unwilling to take the assets. For example, a father passes away, the mother is the primary beneficiary. Now, on those accounts, you can identify contingent beneficiaries, meaning you can have the mother as the primary and you can have the children as the contingent beneficiary. Makes things a lot simpler. Another term is joint owner. These individuals are on the account and have 100% access during life. So we have to keep that in mind. Now, we do go into some different types of joint ownerships that have a little bit different details and little caveats in them, such as joint tenants in common. We have individual accounts. We have joint tenants with the rights of survivorship. There are a wide range of different account titling types, but I want to keep them very simple today because a majority of you would basically deal with a beneficiary, a contingent beneficiary, or a joint owner on a bank account. These types of titlings will supersede any will that an individual may draft, and these titles are legally binding. If you have a parent who says, here, I have a will, this is what I want to happen, yet on the account, it's titled where there's another beneficiary or there are several contingent beneficiaries, that information is going to supersede that will. I've come across a situation where a family is suffering the loss of their father. Now, in most states, the married spouse would be entitled to 100% of the spouse's assets if there are no additional titling restrictions, right? The wife, she doesn't really know anything about investments. She doesn't know anything about assets or anything about the estate. She is literally grieving the loss of her husband and is struggling to even open the mail with his name on it. She is the executor of his estate because she is the spouse, and she asks her oldest daughter to help her out, as most parents may do. Now, the other three children, they don't mind because they trust their sister. The daughter goes with her mom to the bank. She helps her make sense of the investments. She helps her withdraw money when she needs it, and she uses the money to make her life comfortable. Now, the mother is overjoyed and so appreciative of the daughter 
As the mother draws near to her deathbed, she tells her daughter that she wants to give the inheritance to her. All of it. Not a portion, not a piece, all of it. Now her rationale was, now the other kids refused to come see her. They never checked in on her. Um, and she wants to make sure that the daughter is well taken care of. Now her dying wish was not to tell the other kids because she didn't want to see a fight amongst them. Most parents don't. They don't like to see their kids argue. And a lot of times we see where they will designate beneficiaries or contingent beneficiaries equally amongst the children, even though the children play a different role in their life. Now, you don't have to do this. You can, but you can change the allocation. If someone is doing more work, you can change that allocation up. If they're doing less work or not living the life that you want them to live, you know, according to your principles and the Bible's guiding principles, you can lower that amount. But the inheritance itself, the percentages need to add up to 100%. That's something that we fail to do as well. Sometimes people say 20% to each kid and it's four children and there's still 10% left. It has to add up to 100. Okay. Now, the daughter, she agrees. And on the day of death, the daughter once again helps out with the estate, handling all the paperwork, going to the bank, getting the death certificates, taking care of the funeral home. And the other brothers and sisters, they kind of start to float around a little bit, asking about the $3 million estate that their mom had. Now, at the repast, the brothers and sisters confront the older daughter and ask about their inheritance. The daughter then explains what happened. She tells them about her mother's dying wish and the disappointment she felt that no one wanted to help her and that she left the inheritance to her. Angry, the brothers and sisters get a lawyer and they come to find out that the mother didn't have a will and all the accounts were titled individual accounts with no beneficiaries. When they took the estate to probate court, it was determined that since there was no instructions and no beneficiaries, the estate is to be split up equally amongst the children. That's 25% for each child. Now the brothers and sisters are overjoyed and the eldest daughter who put all the work in with their father's estate, with her mother's estate, went from 100% of the inheritance down to 25% and was unable to fill her mother's dying wish. And those who didn't deserve anything, they walked away with $750,000 apiece. The eldest daughter is heartbroken. How could this have been avoided? Easy. Simply titling the accounts properly. It takes three easy steps and it's quick. You don't have to worry about exchanging money or going through 50 pages of documentation. All you have to do is one, collect all the accounts where the money is held. So you may have different companies like Bright House. You may have Vanguard. You may have a bank account somewhere. Two, request a beneficiary update form and fill it out with the proper allocation. Once again, we're going to identify who's going to be the beneficiaries who are going to be the contingent beneficiaries as well. And we're going to give them a percentage of the assets. Lastly, you're going to follow up and make sure it's done properly. Many companies still have humans doing the paperwork, meaning if you have someone who receives your paperwork at 459, it's time for them to go home and they accidentally throw your paperwork in the garbage. That could be a problem or there could be a system issue. They scan it in. You put all the right documentation in and it never gets attached to the account. So we always want to follow up and make sure that what we have on the documentation 
matches what we want from our hearts. That's it. All that hard work was down the drain because they didn't title the accounts properly when the estate was transferred over to the mother. This is an easy mistake to make because in the father's situation, it was easy. All the estate just went to the mother. But once we start figuring out who is going to get what out of whose estate, we need to make sure we put that down on paper. So you can be an investment guru. You can have the perfect plan. But if those accounts are not properly titled, your wishes may not be executed. The mother could have made a will, which we recommend people of all asset levels to do. But like most of us, we feel that our word is good enough talking to someone that we trust. But in the world of legalities, words don't hold any weight. It says in Proverbs chapter 17, verse two, a servant who deals wisely will rule over a son who acts shamefully and will share the inheritance as one of the brothers. It's important as owners of the wealth that we make sure that those who have worked righteously, who have served us well, have a portion of our inheritance. In this case, even a servant deserves to share. But if you don't write it down, if you don't write down their percentages, if you don't write down their names, if you don't title the accounts properly, the courts will not recognize it. So whether you want to give to children, friends, nieces, nephews, or cousins, make sure you have the proper account titling. As we close, remember, check your account titling, get them updated with the proper beneficiaries so you can rest easy knowing your wishes will be executed properly. Now, if you need help organizing your finances and reviewing your account titling, you can schedule an appointment with us at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and book a consultation. I'll have a link somewhere in the description below. If you're recently retired or planning retiring soon, this is something that is urgent. As a certified private wealth advisor with over a decade of experience helping Christians develop financial plans that will make God proud, I would love to help you out. Well, my name is A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Elijah Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnest Team podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.